Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hey, this is Matt Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, I'll give you another little excerpt from my now first draft completed work in progress rollerblading novel, which is super exciting. So, um, uh, yeah, the, the first draft is finished. I've sent it to a few skaters around the world to have a look at it, to make sure I've got the details right, and I've done, I just get any reactions and initial uh, thoughts, and then I'll do a second draft and then send that to more writer types to get feedback on the writing, and then I'll start sending it out to publishers. <laughs> and hopefully it actually gets published and we have a book all about rollerblading in like bookshops and things <laughs> and on Kindle and Amazon and things. So that's that's the plan. Um, good news is um, a little section of the book I submitted as a short story and is going to get published probably in December this year in the Australian literary journal called Overland. So you'll be able to buy a copy of Overland or I guess on their website be able to read that story, Shane's Castration, it's called. How cool is that? Like a story all about aggressive skating in like a literary journal. <laughs> That's kind of the plan, right? It's just to get rollerblading uh, in front of people in a different kind of way. Okay, so here's another excerpt um, about a street skating session filming day. Here we go. The phone woke him as the breaking waves polyphonic alarm grew louder. Like the island with the beach with the waves was itself floating towards his pillow and into his skull. And it was coffee and then a second coffee after a shower and bacon and eggs shoved in a hot dog bun with splinters of pre-grated cheddar cheese and smoky barbecue sauce for breakfast in the grey, flat, chill dawn. WhatsApp was pinging and blinking eagerly on the kitchen bench. Castor gripped the mixer tap, cold and slimy, and dribbled water into a big blade trade drink bottle. Then he filled a second, staring out the brown cobwebbed window to the stony, mossy courtyard. He picked up his phone, heavy with notifications, and swiped to Spotify and hit play. Here we go. Robbie was in the front seat, fiddling with his camera. His girlfriend Sam was behind the wheel. Castor piled in next to Ruby and Lazarus in the back of the van. They were off. Is Tristan coming? Yeah, man. And Matt as well. We're picking him up now. Wicked. And Miles says he's coming, but says he wants to drive himself. Castor nodded, smiled, and popped headphones in and sat back, coffee in hand. He stared out the window, like on a school camp bus ride or driving back late at night in the back seat of his parents' car or on a window seat of an international flight. He watched endless Melbourne flow past with peeling awnings and smouldering rubbish bins and winking pedestrian crossings and robot joggers and disappointed commuters and mums with prams and all-night supermarkets and Asian bakeries and clanking delivery trucks and clots of school kids and slivers of parks 
and playgrounds and overpasses and bluestone church buildings and red brick RSLs and soulless apartment towers and glass-walled corporate offices and rattling, ringing trams. The first spot was an easy start, a warm-up spot. They methodically tumbled out of the van, collecting bags and skates and equipment at a casual, thoughtful pace. Chit-chat, lazy jokes. Tristan wandered around the courtyard slowly and sleepily. Robbie unpacked a couple of cameras while Sam planted a tripod. A few pedestrians plodded through in between them, showing neither interest nor irritation. Castor and Ruby both dragged their sneakers and boots off and slipped their skates on, feeling the space, the surface, the shapes as they surfed around it. You had to pick people for a day like this. They only had limited time these days. They had to be ruthless. You needed fit, focused, workmanlike people who would go hard for a whole day. You needed people who would bring the right energy. Because all it takes is one person to infect the whole session. The wrong toxic weed and you get foolishness, laziness, anger. You can't build on that or feed off that. The frustration of the focused, that's different. That's funneled into the session. But poisonous anger breeds recklessness, danger, flippancy, apathy, tantrums, rage quitting. It's a waste of space. It takes up more and more and more space, actually. It has no place in a day like today. Miles rocked up soon after and picked his ledge and waxed it up, a marble planter, with two levels of ledge. And each level had an inside ledge with garden beds sunken low so you could jump into the planter and grind around the lip of that inside edge without scraping your wheels in the pine bark and dirt. Miles systematically worked through his trick vocab, step by step. Sole, switch sole, top sole, switch top sole, royale, switch, fav, switch, mizu, switch, sweat stance, switch. If you missed a trick, he'd do it twice before it moved on. Just step by step by step, the whole hour. Miles worked his way down the mental list, robotic form like a PlayStation avatar, mechanical, abstract. It was like watching tennis on wheels. Castor and Sam played a game of skate on the little four-stair down rail, hollow and silver and loud when you hit it. Half-cab topsole, lightning-fast royale fish brain. Barely a tap on the fish brain before dismounting. Backside black slide. The cameras were rolling the whole time the luxury of the black hole of digital storage. But likely none of this was going to be used, or maybe some of it as filler in a longer section. You plan your clothes for a day like this, maybe even plan a change of clothes to refresh yourselves from grimy, sweaty cotton, but also just as a costume change. You wanted to look right for the footage. You wanted to feel right in yourself. Castor wore loose, straight leg jeans, Thick, spongy, white Nike socks, a tight Bonds Raglan t-shirt, a blue and yellow flannel shirt, a mind game baseball cap. He'd also packed a white singlet and a grey hoodie. Miles was in a spotless Lacoste polo shirt, looking enhanced and 3D in its 100% cotton thread count, and loose tracksuit shorts over tight compression leggings. He had on stupid footy socks bunched up at the cuffs of his skates. He'd gotten out of his car in a huge woolen jumper and an equally huge woolen beanie. Tristan wore tight, ragged black jeggings with the senate patch sewn into them on the arse and a studded belt. He wore a thin, white The Cramps t-shirt 
with a khaki army shirt over the top, arm tattoos creeping out his sleeves and collar. Tristan started the day hard, trying long, fast grinds and technical transfers, peppering the run up and roll away with cess slides and med spins. The hour flew by. The day had now begun. Time for something serious. There was a classic rail they wanted to hit, thin and crooked, not too steep, down the middle of a narrow set of stairs. Four feet from the end of the rail, a metal fence with a smooth top railing came out horizontally, stretching out five feet before turning 90 degrees. At this point, the rail had also ended six feet below, the fence high above it and even higher above the footpath. Transferring from the handrail to that fence was sketchy and the drop-off was brutal. Castor wanted to get it. Tristan was up for it. The rest were content riding the main handrail, trying to stay on it, ride it right to the end and come off clean and solid. Tristan just couldn't make it work. He jumped from rail to fence. He kept tangling himself up in the fence, a dangling mess. He either jumped too low or slid off his skates or hesitated and popped off the handrail or rolled the, rolled the handrail to the end, flailing and clumsy to a crooked landing. They clambered up a grassy hill, overlooking the suburb, and sprawled in bloody, sweaty shapes on the scratchy, brown, patchy grass. Matt pulled out his rolly pouch. How much do these things cost you these days, man? Robbie pops antihistamines and ibuprofen. Tristan goes and fills up his 750ml water bottle and drops something fizzy into it, a supplement cocktail that probably just goes right through him and turns his piss a greenish fluoro yellow. Ruby stretched methodically and gracefully, part stretch, part tai chi. Castor just collapsed on his back, sprawled, making a pathetic snow angel in the grass clippings, dirt and cigarette ash. The Castor off switch. Lazarus pulled a smoothie cylinder out of his backpack, green ooze sloshing sluggishly. He pops the drinking liquid with a Pringles pop and takes a loud gulp, chewing the liquid. Drink your food, chew your water. Ruby pulls out a Staplock bag of seeds and nuts and a mandarin. Castor finally begins to snur, wriggle, roll over onto his stomach, wriggle some more, slowly groan onto his hands and knees and crawl over to his backpack. He pulled out three enormous sandwiches and a bag of burger rings. Sandwiches full of ham, salami, cheese, mustard, cucumber, gelatinous mayonnaise, strips of grilled capsicum. He strips the foil halfway down and throws half his jaw over the top of it, tearing away an immense hunk. He literally growls as he does it. I think we've got some good stuff already. Yeah, the clips are stacking. We're getting it. Yep. Where to next? The ledges? In the business park? The sports centre handicap rails? Sounds good. That order. Yeah. And then do you want to do the Kuyong ditches? Shit, yeah, I'm keen. Might not have time though, but should we go straight there? Yes! No way! That doesn't make sense. Let's do the ledges first. They'd finished eating and were beginning to itch and squirm. It was time to go get it. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. 
to support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.